Cairo, Egypt. Among the vast hieroglyphs that cover the columns of the temple are numerous depictions of pharaohs standing on mysterious ships and purportedly traveling through the stars. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. The sound of your city. Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. I'm Zoe and on episode 41 today, we are returning to Egypt. I'm in the studio joined by legendary multi-award winning radio broadcaster. Mic check, mic check. Radio broadcaster Jesse McDougall. Zoe, thank you for that humble and absolutely true introduction. I want to welcome everybody to Tracks from Abroad as we start Season 5, approaching 50 episodes of this show. We are returning to Egypt today. Previously, we did a show with Kareem on Egypt, Kareem being a U of T student, and we met another named Ramsey, 
Ramsey and I devised an idea for this episode that we should go to an Egyptian restaurant and just sit and record a show right there at the table as we're trying these foods, me for the very first time, talking with the server and just taking in this really unique place. Um, and Ramsey also happens to know basically all the ingredients and recipes for the dishes that we try. So you're going to get an inside look at dishes like koshari and um, molochia. Molochia, I think it was called. I really enjoyed recording this show with Ramsey and Zoe. It was one of the more unique ones that we've done, and you can always expect more unique shows coming up here for Season 5 of Tracks from Abroad. Please follow us at tfa.radio on Instagram, tracksfromabroad.com. Send me an email, and really, this whole show is just an excuse to meet new people in Toronto. So if you like the show, please send me a message. We'd love to have you on. We'd love to involve as many people as possible in this show. Now, without further ado, let's take you to the moment we recorded this show at the table at the Nile River restaurant. This is Tracks from Abroad. Hello and welcome to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. Right now I'm sitting at the Nile River restaurant across from Ramsey. We are going to talk about Egypt today. Ramsey, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. It's good to be here. We're, uh, my name is Ahmad Ramzi, and we will be talking about Egypt today here as well. I brought Jesse to this um, really nice restaurant. It's Egyptian. I came and checked it myself to you know, see if it's authentic or not, and it is. So, yeah, no, I'll introduce him to some foods, and we'll talk about music and culture as well. Exactly. Exactly. So right now we are on College Street, basically downtown Toronto, and I've been to this restaurant once before, and what strikes me is like, it's so Egyptian. The walls, you see hieroglyphics, and you see on the TV. What do you see on the TV, Ramzi? Uh, you see the channel Mazika. Mazika is a very traditional channel. Uh, what, well, I would say traditional. I would describe it as the MTV of the Middle East, Egypt specifically. Uh, it airs all of our music videos, a culture which was brought in and of itself into the region by Amr Dieb, the best-selling, Egypt, best-selling Middle Eastern artist of all time. This man has been working hard since the 80s, early 80s, album after album. Everybody in the Middle East knows him. My dad met him once, actually. Yeah, no, uh, your previous uh, guest, Karim, right? Yeah. He also came to Egypt. He played some Amr Diab songs, Tamalli Ma'ak Nur Al Ain, very classic songs. He's very influential within the region, and uh, hope, you know, you know, you'll get introduced to some of my favorite Amr Diab yes. songs. Yes. Exactly, exactly. So like Ramsey said, on every single show, uh, we have a, U a student from UFT who comes from the given country that we're talking about. And today, as always, Ramsey put together a playlist of music that we're going to go through. But what's very special, you know, we're not going to give up this opportunity at the restaurant. We are going to order some food and we're going to talk through the ingredients and the history behind these dishes. I should also say that we are joined by Zoe, a previous guest on Tracks from Abroad. Zoe, say hello. Hi. <laughs> she, uh, have you been to many Egyptian restaurants before? No, I think the closest in Malaysia would be like an Arabic restaurant or like in general yeah. Middle Eastern. Yeah. And now when you're looking at the menu, what looks good to you, So I'm actually intrigued by the koshari because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's interesting, like I see it's mixed with spaghetti and macaroni oh, and then, yeah. or do you like the rice dish is mixed with vermicelli noodles and rice. Yeah, so. yeah. Interesting combination. Well, me, I'm looking at moloch. Say again for me. How do you say? Molochia. Okay, molochia. And uh, when I eat this, you know, what is? What can I expect? You can, well, you can expect, um, well, maybe a different texture of soup than what you're used to. It's uh, very delicious, honestly. You plate it with your meat of choice, um, traditionally chicken, because it is cooked in a chicken soup. And 
you expect, honestly, something homemade, honestly. Like, that's how I would describe it because, you know, so... Okay, cool. So we're going to look through this menu here. We've done a little looking already, and then the uh, server will come back and we'll grab the food. In between the time that the food is cooking, we're going to play some Egyptian music and we'll be back to, uh, to talk about what we got. But first of all, Ramsey, what year are you in at U of T? Well, um, I'm entering second year in like a few weeks. That's about it. I'm but, but didn't you tell me you studied abroad? Like this is the first time you're in Toronto, is that right? This is my first time in North America entirely you know i've been to the uk one time but otherwise i've been stuck within you know the middle east egypt the north african area but you had to study from egypt last year oh yeah yeah no exactly um just like a big time difference in like oh no it actually made things better it allowed me to um well you see the 12 a.m submission times were actually 7 a.m for me so i could pull all all-nighters give me plenty of time right especially when uh Especially when Daylight Savings hit, that was great. Plenty more time to submit whatever I wanted. Oh yeah, no, no, it was great. I'm, I'm a big procrastinator. Yeah, so now, uh, of course, both of us study political science. But, again, the main focus of this show is the delicious food that we're going to be trying. So, just give us a minute. We're going to order. We're going to uh, observe this restaurant with all of its hieroglyphics. And, oh, look, there's a Sphinx is right on the wall right oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we got Giza and the Sphinx. Is, His Arabic name is actually Abul Hul. It's like the father of fear, almost. Man-lion, kind of scary. So they coined the name, and uh, to this day, that's what stuck. Okay, so glad to have Ramsey on the show. Again, we are at the Nile River Restaurant on College Street in downtown Toronto. We're going to order some food, and we will be back right here on Tracks from Abroad to tell you all about it.
。我是黄小鸭，来自中国。你现在在听 Tracks from Abroad。Tracks from Abroad。Tracks from Abroad。Tracks from Abroad。It is Jesse right now at the Nile River restaurant.、Uh, we just ordered our food, and I'm going to pass it over to Ramsey to tell us what exactly we got. Habibi.、Uh, well, so for starters, we've ordered、um, a few things.、Um, primarily, we've ordered some cheese samos- samosas. We either call it sambusa or sambusek. There's this weird divide where people call it both, and nobody knows which is correct and which isn't. But everybody will defend their side. Absolutely,、uh, yeah. No pita bread chips. The、um, essentially this white pita bread that's been cut up and、um, baked in the oven until it's essentially like chips. They're crispy.、Um, typically served, we would serve it on a dish called fetta, which would be、um, which would be white rice with like this garlic flavor. I guess it would be white white rice and garlic, tomato sauce,、uh, and meat. We ordered some chicken beni. They, it's written penny, but you know we don't in Arabic we don't pronounce our p's. If you're familiar with schnitzel, it's like a fried chicken cutlet basically that、um, has its Egyptian spice mix. It has an acidic flavor to it.、Uh, what else did we order? We ordered some masaa, which is an eggplant dish that's typically served with、uh, like sautéed vegetables on it. It's baked in the oven, has a tomato flavor as well. It's very good. Baba ganoug, or baba baba ganoush, how it's written here. You know it's eggplant. Right, so we got a whole bunch of things to eat, and I'm going to ask Ramsey once he、uh, finishes talking to the host.、Uh, so, what kind of like family events would you eat these things at? Is this something you'd eat all the time after school, waking up? Is it's not like a breakfast thing? Like, when would you eat these? 
No, it is more of a family thing. It's homemade food at the end of the day. You know, like I personally, I would come home. My mom would have made some mulukhaya. You know, as a kid, you know, you're dumb, you're stupid. You don't appreciate your own things. You know, you want to have McDonald's. You know, you don't want to have this. But as I grew older, I come, I came to appreciate it more, especially now that I'm isolated from it. You know, I have to go to a restaurant to get it. My mom's not here. Exactly, exactly. Your mom's not here to cook these dishes. Do, would you say this is like one of only a few places where you can get Egyptian food in Toronto or are there different places to get it? I'd have to explore more. You know, we're only in downtown Toronto. If we wanted to go into the heart of Arabian culture in Canada, in like the GTA, we'd go to Mississauga. I'm sure there's going to be far more restaurants there. But in terms of what I found here in downtown Toronto, this is by far the best. Zoe, what are you looking forward to uh, to eating? Uh, I'm looking forward to eating the the chicken bani. Bani? Yeah. yeah. Like in Asia, it's common for us to order like white rice and like the chicken separate, the vegetables separate. Is that similar here or is it usually as like whole meals? You know, my mom would prepare every single thing individually, right? What do we call it? Like a, like a, you know, the, a pot. Sorry. I, you know, all the words are in Arabic in my head. We call it a halla. A pot of rice, a white rice that she's been cooked. If we're serving a traditional Egyptian dish, more than likely we're making ruzu shari. So you, first of all, you put a dollop of ghee. Ghee is very traditionally Egypt, you know, it's a hot climate, uh, butter isn't a sustainable, ghee is much better. It's used, um, if you, you know, if you're familiar with like Indian, Desi food, South Asian foods, they use a lot of it as well. Ghee is very traditional, you essentially get the butter. Village butter often just comes from a large block from like a family down the street who has cows. Um, and you melt it in the house yourself and you, you fry the milk solids, you evaporate the water, and you have a pot of ghee that you can use for cooking. That's an interesting flavor and this process is done like once a month because if you, it stinks up the entire house, all you can smell is just like fried butter. It's kind of delicious, but... Now, most restaurants just have, I don't know, some plants or, in, you know, their walls are painted white. But this restaurant has gone above and beyond. We see Egyptian hieroglyphics, I, I guess. Like, what would you say? What would you call that behind you? The, yeah, those are hieroglyphics. They're reminiscent of, like, you know, the, the Egyptian paintings that they would have to tell their stories back in the day, inscribed onto, you know, the walls of the pyramids or other structures within ancient Egypt. Behind you as well, there's some um, pictures of the Great Pyramids. Face of Tutankhamun as well. There's an, a certain eye, and I feel like I've seen that eye before. I want you to talk about that. Also, a beetle. Is that a beetle? That is. Okay, so why is this eye and why is this beetle important to Egyptians? Well, they're both symbols, ancient Egyptian symbols, that represent luck. They almost attract negative energy away, like the evil eye, you know, the blue eye that you see. They're similar. Uh, the eye over there is the eye of Horus. It represents one of the Egyptian gods. Uh, yeah, no, the eye of Horus, it does represent, you know, a, a good luck charm. And so does, a, so does the, the stag beetle. The scarab, sorry. It's a scarab beetle. Oh, yeah, no, it's a very iconic symbol. You'll see it, you'll see it quite frequently when you're, you know, going about the streets. Khan al-Khalili, specifically. I'd like to talk about that, actually. Okay, sure. And before we talk about it, let's go to a song, Egyptian song. We're going to play a track from Ramsey's playlist. When we get back, we're going to discuss that song, Ouda, by Hamid al-Shaidi. All right, right as we say that, some of the chicken and samosas have arrived to the table. We'll be back with you on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you so much for listening.
If you like that song, you should listen to the CIUT show Raw, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Fridays. Raw is a great show. I personally love all that hubby be funk stuff. The song we just heard is amazing. So check out Raw, 8 to 10 p.m. on Fridays, CIUT. Now back to the show. All right, our food is coming to the table, courtesy of Ahmed, I believe, our server. Ahmed. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so we're, we're being told how to mix the dish. Zoe and Ramsey got the same thing. I got uh, a chicken dish. It's got some uh, salad on the side. Zoe, what, what are you thinking right now? Uh, I really like the chicken... I think it's called chi- yeah, chicken bunny. That was pretty good with the lemon on top and the sauce was pretty tangy. Yeah, that lemon was super good. Um, but I want to ask Ramsey. So we're still chatting with the uh, with the server. Okay, so what are your thoughts? He's biting into it already. What thoughts are coming to your mind right now as you eat that? Very nostalgic. I I, I want to go home. You know, it's the national dish of Egypt. It consists of a layer of rice, a layer of pasta a layer of lentils and chickpeas. And then you, and then traditionally Egypt, uh, the sauce would be plated on the side. It would be a tomato sauce. We call it dima. Tomato sauce would be plated on the side. And then you either drown it all in the sauce and mix it all together. Or you do it uh, bite by bite. So like if you see here, you know, I, I mix a bit and then I eat that and then I mix the rest and then I eat that. And a hot sauce, this is the hot sauce. Um, I can see Zoe's removing the hot sauce now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's not a fan. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, historically, it actually came about uh, from family, you know, you know, families having gathering all their leftover food throughout the week and mixing it all together. It's a vegetarian dish, you know. So coincidentally, a lot of Arabian food is vegetarian. Falafel, you know, that's a, that's a very popular, you know, vegan alternative recipe you see now. It's been heavily gentrified, which is why it's so expensive. But yeah, no, a, a lot. Koshari as well, vegetarian. You'll find that a lot. It's really good. Amazing. Okay, we're going to settle in. We're going to eat our dishes and formulate some thoughts about the flavors and the smells that we get from them. But again, so nice to be here at the Nile River Restaurant with Ramsey and Zoe, um, just eating Egyptian food and talking a little bit about Egypt. All right, so we're going to do a music break. We're going to play some songs from Ramsey's playlist, uh, and we'll be back to tell you all about the food we are eating. Thank you. Stay with us.
FM, celebrating 35 years as the sound of your city. Oh 
Welcome back. You are listening to Tracks from Abroad. I just finished eating a bite of some really tasty food. We are, of course, at the Nile River Restaurant on College Street in Toronto, sitting across from Zoe and Remzi. Remzi, um, yeah, no, because we're sitting across the table, so all the food is in the middle. I don't want to get the cord in the food, but yeah, no. It's um, it's really authentic, delicious food. I was just talking to the owner of the restaurant, Ahmed, uh, Ahmed Youssef. This is his mother's recipe, passed down. Um, you know, because they have restaurants in that country as well, right? Uh, back home in Egypt. So he's, you know, brought the recipe here to Canada. And, peop- you know, he's told me a lot of people are surprised about how authentic it is. And it is. It is authentic. You were just eating some molokhaya, correct? Yes, exactly. I, I ate it. I mixed it with the rice and I loved it. Exactly. So molokhaya, what it is, is molokhaya, it's a leaf. So you get the leaf, you grind it in mortar and pestle or just a blender these days or you buy it frozen. Usually just buy it frozen. Um, while we were eating, we talked about an inspiring story, which I'd like to hear more about, which is your uncle who came from Egypt and he sort of, he's helped you, I guess, to transition into school at U of T, but he faced some challenges. I want to pass the mic back to you. What was that about? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. My uncle, um, uh, when initially immigrating here to Canada almost 20 years ago, um, had a balance of job and education, you know. Uh, I guess the I, I guess his Egyptian degree, which the Egyptian education system is very, 
very, I guess, like thorough and difficult. It is a difficult education system to get through. And he was a chemist by trade, right? So he comes here. I guess his profession wasn't applicable here. So he pursued a night school while working a full-time job to support his family. And, you know, he's made it, alhamdulillah. Uh, and he's supported me quite a lot here in Canada. If I were alone, it'd be much more difficult. I wouldn't even be here. I'd be in the UK. You know, for your fellow Egyptians, do you think they have... Well, actually, no, I don't even want to ask. I want to know what alhamdulillah means. Uh, alhamdulillah just means thank God. Alhamdulillah. You're like our, my praise or my great gratefulness. That word hamd is really interesting. Arabic is a root word language where every word has a three-letter root, right? And that's how you derive all its meaning. You have different weights that you can change the roots. So hamd becomes Muhammad, Mahmoud. Ahmed. So Muhammad means somebody who's grateful, and Ahmed means somebody who's grateful as well. That, that's what's really interesting. So Alhamdulillah, my, um, you know, I'm grateful to God. Thank God, basically. That's the meaning. Okay, super interesting. Now, Zoe, uh, you also had some Islamic education in Malaysia. Have you heard these words? Like, what, what, uh, what can you tell us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely growing up, like, they'd split us into two. Like, if we had a class full of Indian, Chinese, Malay, we would get split up. All the, uh, all the non-Muslims would go for, they call it moral class, so they learn all the moral basics. And we go into our Islamic class and we have to wear our headscarf and we learn how to recite prayers and memorize them at first. And then you also learn the meanings. Uh, we have the same thing. Uh, in both Kuwait and Egypt, you know, uh, religion classes are... Mandatory. If you're, um, if like either you're, if you're Christian, they'll teach you Christian classes. I know in Egypt that they have provi- they provide a Christian curriculum to you know the Coptic community within Egypt who you know they, they represent about roughly like ten twenty like ten twenty percent of the population. Significant population. They're considered like the indigenous people of Egypt before the Arabs came in and you know spread Islam within the country. Uh, religion is a core component of the school education system. I went to an international school that taught the British curriculum, IGCSEs, A-levels. And um, it, despite that, we still took religion classes, government-mandated religion classes. There's still a few re- like government classes that we had to take in order to officially graduate. You're making me laugh because the required classes at my school in the United States was gym class. Or, no, it was health class. You had to learn about, uh, like, the reproductive system, and you had to learn, like, you know, let's not smoke cigarettes and all that stuff. But you guys were on some other, some other stuff, we some religion stuff. So anyway, as we digest our food and sort of reflect on what we ate, we're going to play that song. We'll be back on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you so much for listening. We are here with Ramsey talking about Egypt. Shit, what up? 
كل الحريم حطنش ونفط حمشي مستقيم وحكبر دماغي وما عنتش حلاغي وهكبر دماغي وما عنتش حلاغي ولا عمري مره هبص بره This is Jesse McDougal. You are listening to Tracks from Abroad. We are right now eating Egyptian food. Well, actually, finishing up eating our food, but uh, talking a little bit with the owner of this restaurant. That's the Nile River on College Street. Uh, it was delicious, delicious. And um, But listen, Remzi is sitting across from me. He's our guest today, our UFT student guest. And you had some songs in your playlist you wanted to discuss. I mean, yeah, just generally the composition of the playlist is songs that I listened to when I was a kid. Right, all of these uh, late '90s, early 2000s Egyptian music that that you know was introduced me in the radio, for example, or on the cassette tapes because that's, you know my family's a stacks of cassettes. Right, that's still a thing. We like the the car that I drive in Egypt. You know, I don't have a license, but I drive it anyways. Um, it has a cassette player, and it's from 2007. It's like a recent car, but it has cassettes. It's that that's how ingrained it is in our culture. So so a lot of these songs are just songs that I heard. You know, as I was a kid. You know, we we listened to Auda by Hamid Shaidi uh, earlier. We have on the playlist as well, also by Hamid Shadi, prolific Libyan Egyptian artist. Uh, Karim already took some of the popular songs uh, in the previous um, Egypt uh, podcast. You listened to Mali Maik and uh, Nur Al Ain. Those are songs that I couldn't put here, you know, for you know originality's sake. So we have Al Alim Allah and An Aish. It has the wrong it has the wrong name in Arabic on Spotify for some reason, but um, it's called An Aish Classic. We have uh, artist uh, Muhammad Munir. Really, uh, he's a Nubian artist. Uh, so Nubia is a kingdom to the south of Egypt. Uh, they're ethnically different. They're a lot more African, right? So, you know, if you see Egypt, we, you know, a lot of us, we look different. We look paler skinned. We look, we look Mediterranean, basically, right? That's our ethnicity, you know? But uh, the further south you go, the further African you get, you get, you know, Nubian kingdoms, you get Bedouin kingdoms, Sudanese people. Further south, the darker it gets. So the kingdom of Nubia is an ancient kingdom as well, and it you know currently resides within Egypt and Sudan as well. So Muhammad Munir is Nubian, and he's a we call him El King. He's the king. He's really iconic. A lot of his songs you have Shababik. Okay, everybody, I'm sure you can tell Ramzi is an awesome guest to have on the show. So many different just areas of knowledge. It's really cool. Um, but before we get back into the music, I just want to give you an opportunity as we wrap up. We've had some great food. Tell us, uh, you know, anything else that you want to add about Egypt. Do you think you would go back and live in Egypt? Everything is, all, everything is on the table. You know, my entire family's in Egypt. I've spent a significant part of my life in Egypt. I'm from Egypt, born and basically raised and um, honestly, it would be a shame not to go back to Egypt, you know? It, like, I visit, like, as frequently as I can, you know? Like, if I can, I'll do it. 
If I have free time, I'll do it. It's a, it's costly, it's expensive, but I'll do it anyways, you know, because that's how much it means to me. Uh, if you you know if you want to go sightseeing in Egypt, a famous place to go is Khan al Khalili. You know, it's, it's a big it's a big market where you can buy a variety of things, very tourist, very very touristic, I guess. You get a lot of you know people visiting from Europe going there. I do miss it quite a lot. Uh, thing about Khan al Khalili, big scammers. If you're European, if you're like visibly foreign, they're gonna scam you. My opinion, let them do it. Honestly, like whatever, man. Just like if, if you're gonna like, you know, just pay the $10 for like the, the stupid ornament, you know? And he's gonna make a lot more money from you than if you were to sell it to an Egyptian. I speak English a lot, right? I go there, no English, not a word of English, not a mix, nothing. Because if I, you know, show them that I'm foreign in any way, the price is doubling. So just let him scam you, honestly. Yeah, no, I, you know, I really miss Egypt. I love to live there again. You know, I miss my family. I miss everything about it. I miss the food. I miss the culture. I miss the vibes, you know. So, you know, coming here, visiting the Nile River restaurant, talking in Arabic, you know, having this food. It's very reminiscent of home. And home is what I miss, right? And, and that, I think, is also a great thing about music. It's that you can bring home with you. You listen to these songs that you listen to as a, as a, you know, when you were young, and it brings you back. That's a that's the thing I really like about that, and that's a thing that you can you can always appreciate about music. It carries memories, it carries meaning, significance, culture. Tahemos. All right, a big thank you to Ramsey for coming on the show, talking about Egypt, and then also advising us on what food to get. It was really delicious right here at the Nile restaurant. Again, I, I want to shout this place out because if you want to find authentic Egyptian food here in the GTA, come on down to College Street and you can try it. Hey, Zoe, thank you for coming and joining us also. Zoe, previous guest on our show on Malaysia. All right, thank you very much for listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We will be back next week, but for now, i got to package up some of this food and bring it home. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You're listening to Tracks from Abroad. شوف 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 كل 
احنا فين وبقينا الوقت فين يا اللي نسيتوا نبيو منكم انا هنساكم سنين كتر خير الظروف اللي تخلينا شوف ناس حبيت يبقى مانا وناس تانية ما يتشافوش لما جيت كل طور غصب عنا في بار صعب اشوفك في الفضاء لو جيت اعمل معك حوار ابعد عنا عشان غبي قراوي وادمك من الاجنبي كوكبكو يا صغير كوكبي بتقولي واحده سوق تطار انا جامد انا جامد انا شيك لو معك فلوس عربيه بتمشيك معروف زميلي ما تصاحبش الا لفيت لو بتفهم في الاصول انا بيك نشتريك تبقى فوق ولو يشيب الشعر لون مكملين لاخر يوم اصل النجاح ده صعب مش محتاج You are listening to Tracks from Abroad, and on this episode, we return to the country of Egypt. A big thank you to Zoe and to Ramsey for coming on the show with me, and now we're going to play some Kazdura. This band was interviewed on Tracks from Abroad, and to hear that episode, just visit tfa.radio on Instagram. Thank you. 
Thank you very much for listening to Tracks from Abroad this week. I hope you listen every single week. We've done 41 episodes of this show. We've got another episode on Egypt as well. That was episode number 32. And on every show, we welcome international students from the University of Toronto to share the stories and the music from their country. Next week, we will be back with another high-quality musical adventure. And I hope you'll stay with us on tfa.radio on Instagram. My name is Jesse McDougall. Adios.